Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we are ranking the cards from the Commander Masters pre-constructed decks. So Commander's Masters is a reprint set, but the pre-constructed decks, there are four of them, each have new cards. Uh, Each deck has 10 new cards, one Commander, nine new cards. We're going to rank them all relative to each other today. So join with me on the podcast. Uh, It's Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing? I'm doing super well. Excited to talk about these uh, interesting new magic cards. Phil, Brewer's Kitchen, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty excited uh, about the themes of the decks. The cards are okay. Most of them are. <laughs> uh, they're <average>. okay. <laughs> I'm your host, Richard. Uh, normally, Krim and or Tomer would be here, but they're actually traveling to Barcelona. Uh, Phil will be there too, but Phil yes. is closer, so he yeah, hasn't started traveling yet. <laughs> Uh, so, before we get to today's episode, uh, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. Their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value $1 or more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. And you can use their sorted service, where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed, and you can get a, another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. So thank you, Card Conduit, for supporting today's show. You can send in your old decks, uh, get get some cash money for them, buy the new cards, or maybe after this tier list ranking, you're gonna get rid of some of your new cards <laughs> to buy other cards. <laughs> uh, so today we have a, an actual tier list up. You can find them on Tier List Maker. We're going to rank each card in the context of their deck. So we're gonna start with uh, the Eldrazi deck. So we're going to rank how car- how good the cards are in the Eldrazi deck uh, relative to each other. And then also we're going to point out any notable cards that uh, go go above and beyond. And may you may play them in other colorless decks or, uh, you know, non-colorless decks, like just regular decks. So kicking things off, uh, Abtruse Archaic. It's a four mana, so four generic. It's a three, four. It's a creature avatar. It has vigilance. You can pay one mana to tap. Copy target activated or triggered ability you control from a colorless source. You may choose new targets for the copy. Uh, we're going to start all cards in the the, the B average. Uh, a would be very good, like one of the best cards in your deck. C would be cut. Like I, You know, you're probably looking to replace this. And S would be, I would play this in a non-Eldrazi deck. Uh this a b so what does this so what does this card actually do like so it copies eldrazi triggers right like that's that's like the the main use of it you cast an eldrazi with a cast trigger and then you copy that and get double the cast trigger is that what so cast triggers annihilator you you get to double annihilator right you get to any big eldrazi that has a cast trigger um does it do anything with like artifacts? Like just non Eldrazi, right? Like artifacts you have and stuff like that. They're also colorless. Non mana abilities, though. First of all, that's kind of a bummer. It, does it, the wording is weird, right? It only says you can copy mana yeah, abilities in the brackets, right? Is but that, I don't think because yeah, because like, mana ability is not activated or triggered. oh because it's a mana yeah. source. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Still, so I think that's boring. the same as like resonator or something. <sighs> I think there's With combos, it. like Sands of Time is an artifact that says uh, at the beginning of each player's 
turn, untap each tapped artifact creature enchantment and land they control and tap each untapped artifact creature land. So you can use this to like generate infinite mana during your upkeep if you want to. You'd have to have a way to like spend that mana on something. I don't know. I don't it's think it's a, an A by any. I think B is maybe know. being generous. Oh wow, you think it's it's like not I playable? I think it's a C. Just, I think you would cut it. It's a four drop that you have to untap with. Then you have to pay whoa. extra. Then it gets it, it's a, a lot four of restriction. Mana three four that doubles all your Eldrazi triggers. Not all your once per turn. That, so. Uh, it does trigger. I love when it, I got, yeah, okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, once per turn, copy trigger like abilities, which is cool. But ooh. I think that's too clunky. I'm sorry. In today's magic, I, I would, I would give it a B because it's probably fun. But I'd cut okay. it from my deck, probably. I mean, I play an the deck, and I don't. Consider I think part of the problem is like the Eldrazi triggers are so strong. Do you really need to copy them? Like, if you're doing the Eldrazi thing, do you really need double the Annihilator? Double the, yeah. like... You do? Annihilator 2 is not as good as Annihilator 4, yeah. right? That's true. A, but a draw 8 is a lot better than a draw 4. All for the lowly cost of one extra mana, and you just play this 4-drop Dirtle card? Yeah, so I think... Four drop. I would not play this for value. I would play it for infinite combos, but if I'm just trying to like copy Eldrazi okay. triggers, I don't think I would okay. play it. Okay, uh, we're, we're going to cut. We're, we're being. We're going to start things off being ruthless. Do you just assume <laughs> you can go infinite with this? You can't copy mana abilities, and it costs. So mana. Sands Sands of Time is the. I know that goes infinite with it. That's the. Wait, uh, it? At the beginning of each player's turn untap each tapped artifact creature or land they control and then tap each untapped artifact creature or land they control so you can use that to untap all your lands oh, to make the mana sure. to copy the trigger and like make infinite mana and infinite untaps so there are like yeah. some combos like that so that that would be my main okay. home for it but okay well, mana okay. no haste scuffed yeah. cut yeah. okay somewhere between <laughs> b and c okay somewhere yep. somewhere there we're, we're gonna go c okay uh, I, I don't know if we're going alphabetical, but we, we should probably start with the commander. Uh, Zulodok, Void Gorger, six mana. Uh, there's colorless in there, so five and a, a colorless. It's a 7-4 legendary Eldrazi. Colorless spells you cast from your hand with mana value seven or greater have Cascade, Cascade. So double Cascade, but you need to untap, and it needs to be seven mana or more. I... I personally think he scuffed. Sorry, but I had this at A. I don't know. It, it is the face card of this deck. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I mean, you gotta like remember, it. colorless commanders are pretty bad. Like, in general, there's some OK Eldrazi, like Kozilek's okay, but really, there's <laughs> not a lot of depth in colorless commanders. And colorless decks are really expensive because the whole gimmick of colorless is you like play a ton of mana rocks and then play a ton of a ton of expensive stuff. So a lot of your decks can either be cheap mana rocks or expensive things that cost seven or more. I actually really like this too. I, it can't be an S tier. I don't think this is like the next Prosper or something. But if I was building a colorless deck, I think this is the commander I would I would probably play as my my commander. So I over put it in a. any Kozilek over any Ulamog. Is it as strong as Kozilek or Ulamog? Maybe not, but I think it's way more interesting and fun. And if I'm like Commander, I want to be doing like cool things and having fun and like is getting it fun people to without pay six mana and get Doombladed okay. <laughs> without getting that, any value. <laughs> so my argument for the archaic was pretty much that, but for this one, it, I think it's 
Is it easier to trigger? I don't know. I just assume that you play a colorless deck with enough support cards to handle this card, which might be a little optimistic. But usually if you have a card that has to un you have to untap with, you really got to get a huge tempo and value advantage once you untap with it. With this one, I think you're fine. Just cast a, I don't know, an artifact creature with affinity for artifacts. Cast it for zero. Cascade twice. Ooh, baby. That seems, I mean, I'm kind of contradicting okay, myself. So this and A. Did, did, and the did other Seth one like A? Seth, I, I Seth fell A, a and then Phil has I, A? I would, yeah. To me, it's like a high oh, B or a low A. But I, I actually okay, really okay, like fine. the card. Because Eldrazi are so expensive, you need to fill your deck with like ramp, mana rocks, the very things you do not want to cascade into. <laughs> That's right? And you, you cannot do the good old, like, we'll play this and then make sure we get value. So we'll, we'll like double spell, <laughs> right? That would be like 14 mana, right? Like you cannot double spell. So you need to like cast this, you triple cross your fingers. Magic boot it up or something and then like try to untap and then cast your spells with it oh it's super scuffed and like mm -hmm. how many expensive eldrazi are you gonna have i mean yeah. remember too like phil mentioned affinity for artifacts there's quite a few there's quite a metalwork colossus there's a bunch of colossuses that are like expensive but less to cast i think you can build around it if you want to like there's You're already pieces. winning though if you metalwork colossus and untap <laughs> Cascade twice. That's so much fun. Oh, wait, oh no, no. I was thinking the other one. Oh, no. Metalwork. No, no. Metalwork Colossus. No, Metalwork is just an. Do you want to play that? Oh, Blightsteel. I think yeah. of Metalworker. <laughs> I don't know. I think Blight it's a cool Steel. card. A, A okay. is probably like pushing it. Yeah, I, I would be fine probably. with a B. I'd be fine. With it, I, 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 think I would. I'd be immediately looking at the alternate commander. <laughs> I would immediately be picking up my Kozilek to replace this. Actually, ooh, ooh, really? I mean, this we can a fan, eh? there's another commander in there. Because remember, like you, you not only have to double. Like you need to make up for the fact that this is a six mana do nothing scuffed commander, right? So even <laughs> if you double cascade into something legit, it may not be good enough because you basically played like a no card on turn six. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Like, imagine someone played like a real commander on turn six. You got to make up that value, right? On plus your other card after the untap. Yeah, you have a lot of ground to make up for for doing this. So, I mean, you can cast this and then have enough artifact affinity to just throw a seven drop with affinity. Yeah. Just. Out there. But that's a very specific but deck, right? Like, it is a very, I mean, it's a colorless deck. You're, you're, you're an artifact deck, but you're not an Eldrazi deck anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. It might be that, better, okay. actually, as an Affinity Commander than yeah. an Eldrazi Commander. I could see that argument. Yeah. Okay, uh, speaking of the, the Lieutenant, the, the second Commander, uh, we have Omarthus. We'll, we'll put him right beside uh, Zuladoc there. Omarthus Ghostfire Initiate. XX. It's a zero zero legendary creature spirit naga. It ETBs with X plus one plus one counters, and whenever you put one or more plus one plus one counters on another colorless creature, you may put a plus one plus one counter on a Marthus. And then when it dies, manifest a number of cards uh, from the top of your library equal to the number of counters on it. I wish this was an this artifact. Very specific. If this, if this was an artifact, <laughs> it would be such. Oh it would be so God, sweet yes. as an artifact. 
I still, I like this. So this is a horrible Eldrazi commander. The worst. Like, you do not want to build an Eldrazi deck with this. I don't know why you would ever do that. On the other hand, if you want to go, like, modular shenanigans, Arcmount Ravagers and Sacking Hangerback Walkers, Overseer. I feel like this is a really cool, yeah, Overseer. Sadly, it itself isn't an artifact, which is awkward. But still, I could imagine you building a deck with all those cards where you get, like, a ton of counters. This is going to get really huge because you're putting a bunch of counters on colorless stuff. Then you sack it and manifest, like, most of your deck. And I feel like it's actually... A really cool, it's a, a, a niche archetype, obviously, that you're going to be playing colorless modular, but I feel like it's a really sweet commander. I, I want to build a deck around it. I think in that archetype, it's good. I would never build an Aldrazi deck with it, though. No. <laughs> is it, it is interesting. I'd still keep it at B, sadly. S? So it can't be... Can we put it in a random deck? It no, right? It can't no. be an S. Like, you got to be a colorless deck and a plus one, plus one counter deck. Those are two very, very specific asks out of this card. So I think that means it would top out at A at the highest. I think if you were in colorless encounters, it's good. It's a good commander. I can't think of any deck I would play this in the 99 of. Like, the problem is the other like plus this, one plus one counter really decks, exist, right? yeah. this would have to make this new archetype, basically. The other plus one plus one counter decks don't put counters on colorless creatures for the most part. So I think that's kind of like the issue. Like, I don't know what this would do in your typical Hamza or whatever plus one plus one counter deck. So I think it's got to make its own archetype. But it, in that archetype, it would be strong. The, there's modular decks in Boros colors, right? With this insect commander. I, I think it... Oh, Zabaz or whatever. Something, yeah. I mean, you can yeah. throw it in the 99 there. It really... I I would be fine with moving it to A if it's an artifact, just because it fits this archetype so well. But the fact that it's not an artifact is kind of... Yeah. Sad. B-ish. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't... It, it's kind of... Like, all, all it is is a big creature. Like, so you, you go through your all your synergies, right? And it just... You just made your commander bigger, essentially, right? It doesn't enable any combos, right? It just well, puts it a is. counter on itself, and then it's card advantage yeah. with the second ability. The card advantage, so, I think, helps. It's kind of like Wrath Protection slash Synergy. Wait, what if you copy like this? You, you, you could, in a world, cast this for five for 10 mana. It's a 5-5. Five five. Like, draw five cards when it dies. That's it. Like, just ignore the middle ability <laughs> altogether, right? Like, the middle ability doesn't let you go infinite or do any combo. It just kind of just grows. It's like a hanger back walker, Wait, is right? there like, a way just to play copy it? it? If you create a non-legendary copy of this, this should go infinite with itself, right? And maybe never stop and the game ends. Okay, yes, off, yes. But... If you have a very specific <laughs> combo, I mean, that's a double, combo. Right? But, but But it's not like... Uh, it's not I mean, like a like a doubling season or something. Right? Actually, if you copy this, it dies. Maybe you copy oh, yeah, it with like a Sakashima or something like one of those non-legendary yeah, like copy effects or something. Oh, Cosmo or not? Um, okay, I, I'm tempted to give this a C, but you guys are at Bs. We'll give I'd it, probably we'll give it a D, yeah add it add it, it to just, the B pile. It just draws cards. It just yeah, draws the B cards. Gonna be pretty. Ooh, who doesn't like drawing cards popular. though? But it's it di- when it dies. So when you farewell it, you are very sad. And <laughs> when I'm always sad <laughs> when a farewell. It's so yeah. And, and it doesn't even draw the cards that well because they're manifest. So unless you're eating yeah. creatures, you only get two twos. Like you can't flip up your spells that you hit or mana rock. So. B. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Calamity of the Titans. Four colorless, colorless. So six mana. As additional cost to cast a spell, reveal a colorless creature card from your hand. Exile each creature and planeswalker with mana value less than the revealed card's mana value. Hey. Yeah. Wow, really? So, okay. If you're you're playing an Eldrazi deck or a colorless deck, is this not just an auto-include? Like, obviously, if you're not playing a colorless deck, it's bad. But this, if you're playing Eldrazi, this isn't is a this six just mana like, sunfall that requires a card in hand. Well, you're colorless. Yeah. Like, how many? Wow, what are you using? Ugin? Ugin's an eight mana sunfall. No, like, that's the world of colorless. That's like what you that's deal true. with to sweep the board. You can get Ugin provides so much more value than this is like almost fadeaway levels, right? <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of scum. Like, is this not like the second best colorless wrath or something? Like but Ugin, is, you can argue is better. Okay. Is this not number Ugin, Boom Pile? <laughs> you may not like <laughs> no. Boom Pile. All no. is dust. Would you not play All is Dust all is over dust this? Would you not play Ugin <laughs> over this? All is dust. Would you not play <laughs> other Ugin? Little okay. Ugin? All all is dust. Okay, that's number two. So <laughs> Navinral's disc. <laughs> yeah. I think that's better I'm, than disc. And it does exile. It does exile. It is exile. It do, it does exile. Which is outside. You'd put this in every colorless deck? So not... uh, Would you put it in every non-white or black deck? How about that? Does this go in a blue deck? No. No, right? Because you have to reveal a colorless card. You got to reveal a colorless card. You you? can reveal Solemn and do a very sad wrath. There could be some... blue or red artifact decks where it'd be worth it if you're playing a bunch of big art like perforos it puts a lot of big artifact creatures into play maybe you could argue for it there it's a, it's a reveal a colorless creature card so it has to be colorless it has to be creature as well yeah and high so, cmc so pretty much an eldrazi okay, and then so you it's pretty much like eldrazi decks okay eldrazi <laughs> eldrazi stable which maybe that's actually a b then maybe maybe a is too high b. i think if i'm playing any eldrazi deck i would i would really? play it Wow. I'm surprised you're so low. Wait. Are you a low one at two, Phil? Yes. No, where are you on this? I would you prefer to play Boom Pile over this uh, thing. Yes. Really? At least it's fun. Yes. <laughs> we're wow. sea believer. So right. the play pattern right. just seems super situational. And then if you... I mean, either you cast this on an empty board with... Sure, just, I, then the disc would probably be better. Um, then you have to show... like, What do you show? An Udamog? Everything you show... Is pretty expensive because the other stuff is on the battlefield, but then you exile like a seven drop because you've shown an Ulamog. And then, like, if this does it rough your own stuff as well. Like, you, guess, you, you, right? you don't want the play pattern of having uncastables in your hand, right? You kind of want to draw them later or just literally be in your command zone. But I think you are not considering what Eldrazi are like. Like, if you're playing an Eldrazi deck, isn't that your whole gimmick that your deck is just? But you have like like three expensive creatures. That's your. But you only have like three of them in your deck, right? Because you can't be flooded with Eldrazi, and usually one of them is in your command zone. Yeah, I don't know. I think people play a lot of. just it's not that so you would play so land. so you would play this over boom pile so your your yes. wrath order in in colorless would be like ugin all ugin always does this probably assuming i'm playing like an eldrazi deck because in eldrazi yeah. i'm gonna have a lot of six plus mana creatures that are actually gonna mostly sleep the board i think it would be number three which would make the cut in my eldrazi decks pretty much every time 
I would I would be cutting it. I'd be playing Boom Pile before this. I, definitely. Yeah. I think I'm outvoted though. So if you leave it in C, I'm okay. not gonna fight about it because okay, you filled so, all the receives. So So B B and C were somewhere in that range. But I am the high the high person on this one for sure. Okay, here I'll move it I'll move it to the front of C. Okay, the front of C. Okay, that's a good compromise. <laughs> okay. Uh Dark Steel Monolith. It's an eight drop. It's an artifact. It's indestructible. Once each turn, you may pay zero rather than the mana cost for a colorless spell you cast from hand. This card intrigues me. I expect that it's bad. When you consider it costs eight mana, like, yeah. So you got to be getting to a nine, 10, 11 plus drop for it to actually generate mana for you. That's the first turn is kind of rough. I think the place I'm most excited about it is actually like Duretti, uh, Osgear, like artifact reanimator style decks. If you're like cheating this into play early in the game, then it seems pretty explosive. So I'm actually kind of like cut in Eldrazi decks, but really sweet in artifact reanimate, like a in artifact reanimator decks, if that makes any sense. Too bad it doesn't say colorless or artifact, so you can throw like thought monitors or something in there. Okay, thought monitors usually not that expensive. It's free, but, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, colored so artifact. You, you get, you get one something. spell, yeah. though, right? Each turn so you, you may pay zero. Oh no, no, for, you get any number of spells. Yeah, so no, you can play wait. multiple spells with your mana. You get one for free each wait. turn. You can cast one for wait. free, but you can still. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you only get one free spell. One free spell. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is pretty bad. Okay, it, Seth, is this the best reanimation target? If I if I was going to go through oh, all the no. work of reanimating... I mean, artifact. Portal to Phyrexia, I gotta be so number I, one there. So. so I think the utility of this is, so if you're playing Reanimator, your deck's going to have a lot of expensive stuff. This is a nice well, way well, to get that Well, you just reanimate that hand. expensive stuff directly and call but it But sometimes that stuff is, is stuck in your hand. Like, some of it, you're not always going to have it. Sometimes you have the, the Omniscience or Ulamog or whatever in your hand. Not Omniscience in this case, but you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the way, like, in Modern, you see Reanimator decks that sometimes play, like, through the Breach, because they're like, well, I want to reanimate my Emrakul with your Vengeance, but sometimes it's in my hand instead of my graveyard. I'll just throw the breach in to play for my hand and get you. Couldn't this serve a similar that, purpose? that to get around graveyard hate? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, this gets around. Well, yeah. I don't. Is there so, any argument for playing it fairly? Just like you're no. playing Eldrazi, you play this, and then you're barely you- saving any mana. <laughs> you're already at eight mana to cast this, right? Like, what are you casting that you're saving? Like, I guess if you really played, so fifteen mana Emrakul is banned. Yep. 13 mana Emrakul doesn't really cost 13. So no. like, you're probably playing like a 12 drop Eldrazi. 11, you save 4 12. mana. Although like, I could just play a Thran Dynamo that's like much more consistent <laughs> and like a lot easier to pull off to like get me 99% of the way there, right? But the next turn, then you're making 10 mana or whatever, 11 mana. Because then the next turn, it's already paid for itself and you're getting all that mana as a bonus. So if it sticks out the second turn, it's actually pretty powerful, right? Uh, yes, if you were flooded with 12 drops in your hand and somehow made it here. <laughs> like, Eldrazi. yes, like, I don't know. That's how Eldrazi like, You can't works. even combo. Like, if you can somehow draw your whole deck or something and just play, like, 10, 12 drops on the same turn, that'd be very sweet. Um, yeah, if you flicker it, you can use it again, I guess. Ooh, that's, that is Maybe true. Maybe with Displacer Kitten or something. It is kind of sad that it doesn't have a, one more text box on it saying, like, you can cast the free spell from your graveyard or from the top of your library or something. There was a 
card in a recent set that made this in blue, like something multiverse, oh, something. The one with the multiverse, yeah. Yeah, this one actually plays similar, but very well because you can also cast stuff from the top of your library. Maybe, like, if that's the only expensive card in your hand, you're going to feel very dumb playing this. And then, whoo, I mean, free Mindstone, here we go. It's like Omniscience. Do you just slap Omniscience into a random deck? Like, no, right? Yeah. But you can make a deck to make Omniscience do a lot of work. And I think that's true of this, although Omniscience is a lot more mm-hmm. universal to make work. I think there's <laughs> yeah. a deck where this actually does something, but it's so specific, right? So I think you need to know what you're doing to, to pull this I, one off. I would say if you're playing the pre-con, this would probably be the first card I take out. <laughs> just looking at the deck list, there's not there's just not enough stuff for this is going to generate mana for you. So I think, like you said, you really got to be built specifically around it to make it all work right. at all. I'm leaving it in cut <laughs> because right. in Boy, the context of this Eldrazi pre-con, we're cutting it. <laughs> Give us a good card, Richard. Where's the good cards? Uh, I don't know. Are there any good cards? <laughs> Desecrate reality. This is a seven mana instant. For each opponent, exile up to one target permanent. That player controls with even mana value. And then adamant, if at least three colorless mana was spent to cast the spell, return a permanent with an odd mana value from your graveyard to the battlefield. A lot of value. So three removal spells for even, only with even mana value, and then a reanimation of an odd mana value from your graveyard. I mean, seven, seven mana, mana instant, instant speed. Isn't this not bad for colorless removal? Like, one thing I've learned from recent sense is like, Mightstone and Weakstone, five mana target creature gets negative five, negative five. That's actually like about as good as removal gets for colorless. For colorless so i feel like in the context of how bad colorless removal is even with the restriction on mana values getting one of each of your opponent's permanence and theoretically reanimating something that actually seems pretty good for seven mana and being an instant is also sneaky because it potentially means you can get an eldrazi that shuffles back in and do the like gorio's vengeance trick where you can cast this instant speed with eldrazi shuffle trigger on the stack and reanimate it so i actually <laughs> think this point. is like I actually think this is like a really good colorless card. I think. Are, I, you, are you saying really good or very so, good? Okay, <laughs> so I would not play this outside of colorless decks, but in colorless decks, I think it's very good. So I would wow. put it as, as an A tier card for four colorless man. big mana decks. Phil, let's bring Seth back to Earth here. Is this the best card of the pre con? So yeah, so far? the only problem is it is an instant, which is cool, but. When do you keep up seven mana? <laughs> <laughs> Just casually keeping up seven. It, I, I love the artwork. I was kind of sad when I read the card. It, the effect is cool, but seven mana seems a little steep. <laughs> I, I love know, the artwork. Is the like probably <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Breakup line of magic cards. It's like the, yes. The, <laughs> I know <laughs> you really hate the card, but I would put it at D. <laughs> But I, I'd probably put it at B, honestly. It, the effect is pretty cool, and you are really stuck on removal. Like, Boompile, right? So It's not even removal. You thought Boompile was bad. Wait, what if they have an odd meta value? Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, the then, restriction is flavor, and that, it's cool for flavor, then you get their, but it really sucks for... Then you get their land out of spite if they got, <laughs> if they got an odd mana permanent. <laughs> this is this is this is like instant speed sweeper mana cost we're talking about here. I could cast a route for six mana, right? Like it's you can also uh, you cast so expensive. for seven. 
colorless, which usually though. ends the game. Yeah, it is colorless. <laughs> That's the. I, I, I would literally play nothing over it. Like if you're wow. like, here's a wrath. It costs eighty mana. I'm like, you know what? Don't need a wrath this week, right? If your spot <laughs> removal costs seven, don't yeah. think I need it. <laughs> Time to go fast. What's that? What's the the Golgari card from a precon a few years ago? Windgrace's Judgment wasn't that you blow oh, up a yeah. permanent reach players? I think it was Please five play, mana. Yeah, is that play? Do, do people play that? Yeah, they play. Mm. Feels cool. I, I feel cool. Not really, deck, but usually. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was playable, but no, it's in two percent of decks according to BBH Rex. So not really. All right, boy, you guys are so harsh on these. It's so and like the thing you want to reanimate, you can't reanimate. It's Eldrazi deck. Like they all like shuffle. (laughs) Like even even if the one you wanted doesn't shuffle, like the other ones do shuffle. So they go they go take it anyway, right? Like oh my goodness, I I I can't even. It must be the worst card though. (laughs) Do do you put it? Do you put it? Do you put it above? Okay, I think Seth puts it here. Yeah. uh, how would I is that put my it role at, in this podcast? Is how do I organize the cards in the C tier? Is that my my purpose? Okay, yeah, that looks good. That looks good. <laughs> Seven mana. I, I don't, how would you even classify this card? You you wouldn't put it in contention with Source the Plowshares, right? You would you would put <laughs> it with no burial rights or something. Like how would you even classify? Like it's not spot removal in my mind. It's like I classify it as spot removal. That's how it I, doesn't I even think hit odd. Man of yeah. value permanence. Yeah, who who plays odd man of value permanence? <laughs> this is this is. I think we found a card worse than Fadeaway, where it's like you. Wow. It doesn't even sweep the worse board. Worse than Fadeaway. <laughs> oh. Uh, Does this okay, card have okay. deck have any good cards that you guys are gonna like? I'm so I'm so. That's surprised. one that I think is cool. And yeah, that's a very we're getting cool there. Artwork. Okay, we got a ten drop. It's eight and two colorless. It's a ten ten. Uh, it's Flare of Loyalties, okay? When you cast the spell, gain control of target creature until end of turn, untap it. Until end of turn, it becomes a base power toughness 10-10, gains Trample, Annihilator 2, and Haste. And then Flare itself is Trample with Annihilator 2. Very cool. It's like, it has like pseudo haste, right? Like you, you take something and it kind of becomes itself. Uh, it doesn't... Yeah, it has Trample, Annihilator 2. And then you remove a blocker, I guess, while you're doing this. And it's a cast Why don't you trigger. keep the, the card? Have they not read the effects of the other Eldrazi Titans and thought, oh, they can't keep the creature? That would be crazy <laughs> this, for 10 mana. This isn't a named Eldrazi. It's just sure. Flayer of Loyalties. It's not, it's not Ulamog. <laughs> I yeah, that was another like, card. Uh, Wait. The artwork is so cool. I saw the artwork and thought, please be good. And then I read it and said, no, that is so underwhelming. If it would keep the card and keep it a 10-10 with Annihilator, oh boy. But this way, it's like, what do you even steal? I guess you steal their worst creatures, so they have to annihilate the good ones. Because if you steal the good ones, they can't sacrifice it and just... So it's kind of counterintuitive as well. Kind of want to I don't know how the bad ones. I don't know. It's it's I don't know weird. How big it does a, look super sweet though. I don't know Ten how big nine. of a deal Annihilator Two really is by the time this comes down. Like, yeah. this is a lot of mana. They might probably have lands or tokens to sack at that point. 
I feel like this is a card that a lot of people are going to play in the Eldra Eldrazi decks, but I think it's actually pretty bad. Considering everyone plays, like, Desolation Twin, which is just, like, 10 mana, make two 10-10s, yeah. like, that's, like, a, everyone jams at in their Ulamog decks or Emrakul decks or Kozilek decks. I feel like everyone's going to jam this card, but I feel like it's... I don't know. I don't feel like it's actually that strong. Are you calling Desolation Twin bad? <laughs> yes. This yeah. this is one of the cards I'm. I'll, I'll tell on, you why. Desolation Twin is the timiest card. I love that card. I always try to find some excuse to play that card because you're like, look, it's twenty powers, a ten ten token. It's amazing. And you know what's funny? Hitting someone with the ten ten Toski that fly like Trample yeah. Annihilator, right? Like that's funny. <laughs> I mean, wait, can you is this can steal turn your a creatures into? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 take, you take a creature. No, but what if, can you take your own creature? Uh, gain control of target creature until the end of turn. You can yeah, you turn can take your, your own, own creatures too. into, yeah. I mean, not maybe not in colorless, but I guess if you, there's this merfolk or whatever that bounces permanence equal to the number to the damage you hit. There's some. I mean, okay. Humble. If you mana. just take yeah. any commander, that's ten commander damage. Oh right. Like yeah. right there, right? If you take yeah, a yeah. commander, yeah. like count on it. Basically. It works if you take someone else's commander too, right? Yeah. Wait, like if someone else has commander damage from one of your opponents, and you you take the commander and smack him for ten, like that could be lethal. Sure. Wait, do you uh, like this? Okay, this isn't Richard? this isn't like very good, <laughs> but is it? Is it average? Would you cut it? What? What? When we cut it? This is in the no. cut cat. Are we gonna have a deck anymore when we're done I with this tier list? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't cut it. Like, there's only yeah. so many big colorless Eldrazi that exist. So you probably end up playing it just because there's not that many of yeah, them. It's just like average. It's like okay. Like, it's nothing like crazy. a filler. It's like Desolation Twin. Like everyone's gonna play it, but once you play it a couple of times, you realize, oh, it's not actually as good as you think. It's but so you don't cut it from your deck. <laughs> it's cool. I didn't you know you were the ten ten token. <laughs> I didn't realize you were a Desolation Twin fan. <laughs> I, I am such a Timmy. <laughs> okay, okay, so B. B is where we're B. at, right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, how about... How about, not to be confusing, but Rise of the Eldrazi. <laughs> Nine colorless, colorless, colorless. So, 12 mana. Sorcery. The spell can't be countered. Destroy target permanent. Target player draws four cards. Take an extra turn after this one. Exile, Rise of the Eldrazi. At least an A. It gotta be an A. It gotta be an A. Extra turn. I got it an A. Blow something well. up. Draw four cards. It's like colorless expropriate. The only thing I'll say is I don't know if you haven't been playing for a long time. You might not realize that the actual colorless cost and the mana cost actually is kind of a big deal. That is, it does mean you can't just splash this in a random deck. It's going to be hard to make the colorless mana. So you actually do have to keep that in mind. You have to make actual colorless mana. But I think in any colorless deck, isn't this just like a really good finisher? Uncounterable, extra you turn, refill this. your hand. So you got stuff to cast during your extra turn and Destroy blow something up. I kind of isn't thought that, that you would just Mizzix Master it. I love the card. It is like for one card, that is a lot, a lot of value. For everyone who doesn't notice, didn't notice it, it's the effects of all the Eldrazi Titans stapled onto one card, which is super flavorful. The name is Rise of the Eldrazi. I'm, I just don't want to pay for it, but I do want to cheat it into play because, <laughs> my God, not, it, it, I guess, not, in, I don't like extra turns, but that's my problem. But if, if you're fine with extra turns. Ooh, so Phil boy. Phil's at A, right? Twelve, I mean, you gotta 12 cheat man it, is nothing in a colorless. I deck. am an Eldrazi hater because 
<laughs> what? Really? That so okay. Do you realize how much 12 mana is? Like 12 it's, mana it's is a lot. This card is like stone unplayable most of the time. Uh, and then when you actually get there, all you did was just take an extra turn and draw four cards. Oh, is that all? Is that all? Oh. Only an extra turn and mana? four cards. I just win the game, Seth. Like, why am I bothering with these iterations? Like, 12 mana is so I, much. Do you know if we just started the game and I played a land every single turn? Like, I just I just played the, 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 the card off the top of my library and it was a land, right? Like, it is, you can't even do that, right? Like, do you, you know how much mana you like? You know how much cards you need to draw to actually get like twelve lands to cast this? Like, I can you can I you cheat think, this somehow? Uh, can we yes. cheat this? I well, Magic Mastery just cast this before. Okay, yeah, that's probably good. enough other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all, we need to do a colorless week on Commander Clash sometime because I feel like have you oh, ever actually played can. against like a colorless deck? Like at a Magic Con or something, I feel like every time I play against someone that reveals Kozilek or Ulamagazir Commander, they have twelve mana on like turn five. They're just like mana rock, mana rock, Thran Dynamo, mana rock, mana rock, Grim Monolith, and they're like casting their commander on turn four or turn five. So I think like I don't know in the context of how people build colorless decks, I don't feel like twelve mana is all that intimidating. But can you just cast a time walk for like five mana and like be like why are we spending twelve mana on our time on our extra turn here? Because you're it's a colorless deck, for, right? Like your your color. I mean, like what other what are the options you have? You're colorless. Are colorless you decks dying for an extra turn here? <laughs> I mean, hmm. I don't. I, I don't know if they're dying for it, but I would play it in my any Eldrazi deck. Plus, yeah, I think you have to feel good, and it's like yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'll leave it as a sword. Okay, we finally got it. Richard would firstly cut it, and I, yes, I know. <laughs> My deck will look like a, a like spirited companion. Yeah. I'll put right. that one in. <laughs> twelve mana is so much. If I'm gonna, if if you allow me to reach twelve mana, I I believe I should grace you by winning the game rather than <laughs> taking an extra turn and like I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like just casting another twelve drop that I could just cast it directly rather than casting this right. But okay. Uh, we got oh this is scary a skittering cicada. Uh, three mana, two, two, insect, flash. You may cast color spells as though they had flash. Whenever you cast a colorless spell until end of turn, uh, it gains trample and plus X plus X, where X is that spell's mana value. Okay, okay, I'll shock you guys. Bada boom. <laughs> oh no. It's one of the cards that actually does something. I, I think it's so. actually one of the best cards in this deck here. It's a, it's a shimmer mirror, right? It's a shimmer mirror, but it has extra abilities. And you know what you don't want? You don't want to cash Eldrazi at sorcery speed and let everyone like take time and remove it. You can just hang back, pretend you're holding up that seven mana spot removal spell, and then just like flash in a crazy Eldrazi and then immediately attack. Uh, so I think it's actually the glue that holds this deck together. So I will say, I was actually kind of lower on it for one reason, which is we just got Liberator Urza Battlethopter, yeah, which I think is just like, this but slightly better so i think this is like if you want more than one of these effects i think it's it's good in urza's uh liberator urza, urza's battlethopter does show up in a lot of decks that have colorless spells a two percent of decks so i guess then a lot but it does show up in decks so i think it's it's good it's good but i think it's a little worse than liberator honestly so if you're only yeah, choosing one go with effects. liberator but if you want two then i think this is a good backup 
Yeah, I think the fact that it's not an artifact is kind of boring, <clears throat> but at least this one makes sense in other decks than just this deck because you could play it in artifacts. Just, I played behind uh, the was a hat flying what liberator, but I mean, if you like this effect, Shimmer is play. I mean, I would play it before Shimmer. Although being an artifact is kind of key. For these kinds of things. I mean, it depends on what you're doing, right? If, you're, yeah, if you sure. have for artifact this synergies, then the yeah. artifact can help. But, like, you know, this works with the void. Oh uh, artifacts <laughs> work with, like, colored artifacts, right? Like, if you have a great henge or something, I don't know, right? Like, so, like, the, the text actually kind depends of matters. But text. this is also a win con. Like, you cast, what was it, Flare of Loyalties, and this thing becomes a 10-10. A Right, a twelve-twelve, the- a twelve-twelve trigger, yeah, and target oh. this and make it a twenty. Yeah, this this would 22. actually be like you 20, 22, 22 trample. Okay, with, with actually, the, with the player, hmm. like it actually, it's like metallic mimic. Remember the old modern? Oh decade? yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you just uh, you just cast a Jazzy and then the stupid insect like just kills you. Kind of sad that so it's it might not actually- a Jazzy. For template. I wasn't. Oh, where's with all his dust? You can all his dust and like smack someone yeah. for eleven. I wasn't thinking Ooh. about how big it or got. Nine, it might actually be yeah. better than Liberator. Actually, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about just like how massive it could get. Okay, I guess yeah, A is fine. I'd probably put her to B, but close, close enough. Close enough. Oh, it spells mana value. It combos with Dark Steel Monolith too. So even though yeah. you pay zero, Ooh. it still <laughs> pumps with the real amount. Affinity spells. Yeah, we can go back to building that affinity oh, yeah. deck. Uh, yeah, Mirror Enforcer plus seven plus seven get you Frogmite. <laughs> get you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last card of the deck. Uh, Ugin's Mastery. Four mana enchantment. It's all generic mana. Whenever you cast a colorless creature spell, manifest the top card of your library. Whenever you attack with creatures total power six or greater, you may turn a face down creature you control face up. This one I actually yeah, like. We say this is very good. Average I'd, or cuttable. I'd be fine at A or B plus. It, this, it is, is even, another card that works with just artifacts. I'm <laughs> well, not an S though. <laughs> Wait, what, what is the green one that does this? What, what are the manifests? We have a bunch of spells that like, just let you manifest. Yeah. Is there anything that... I don't think there's anything that manifests every time you and cast a spell. What is the green one that stopped playing standard? Oh, wait, that, that was Whisperwood Elemental. It's just every oh, turn yeah. or something you it manifests. manifest on your end step, yeah. Okay. Wait, there's this I ape think, uh, that manifests from the opponent if they cast something or something this ape monkey thing i think snake, the the big black yeah, thing yeah. yeah i think yeah. it manifests ever from everyone's yeah deck on their upkeep or something like that i don't know like well, we don't it like is this? only okay. colorless creatures only creatures is the problem. if it was any colorless uh. spell i would think it was very strong oh, yes. but, but only being colorless creatures I think it's still decent. And if I'm playing a deck with a bunch of colorless creatures, I think I, I would run this card. But I don't think it's a card that... I think it's going to be slower than people actually expect. Because you're, if your deck is full of these big 7, 8, 9 drop Eldrazi, you're casting like a spell a turn, you're manifesting one thing a turn. I think it's good. So the, I think it's The good. manifest just flips up. It doesn't cast, right? Yeah, so it does not. Manifest an Eldrazi... Because like the 6 power is not that hard, especially if you're manifesting. You can just hit with like 3... Manifest creatures, but then you don't get the cast triggers. 
But you could just flip into something huge, which is, I mean, a lot of damage. Yeah, it's got to okay, be a. Okay. So is this is this average or scuffed? Okay, average. Okay. Yeah, I think average okay. is fine. I think it's okay, a it's got to be better card. than the ten drop, right? It's yes, be than 10 drop. I think the ten drop is the <laughs> lowest B that we have. Yeah, and the commander is the highest B. Okay, I there mean, we go. Two A's. That's not bad, right? Like that. That's pretty good. Although yep. we're cutting like half the new cards. But no D's either. There were no D's. <laughs> what is that? not even a category if here. I didn't even leave it. Oh, okay. That's like, yeah. <laughs> Rip it in half or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, there we go. There's Aldrazi. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next deck. Enchantments. 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 Uh, so our commander is Anikthia? Anikthia? Hand of Erebos, uh, two white, black, green. So five Abzan, four, four. Legendary enchantment creature, Demigod. It has menace. Other enchantment creatures you control have menace. Uh, when it ETBs or attacks, exile up to one target non-or enchantment from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's a 3-3 black zombie creature in addition to its other types. Mm. Such a cool That's card. That's like, I don't know, this like scare of godish. <laughs> like it's like reanimating enchantments out of your graveyard. Uh, this is a, it's a cool commander. Yeah, it's a is it's a cool commander. Best card in your deck. <laughs> it is. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's probably the best card in your deck. It's a cool build around commander. It's got decent stats. Its ability is powerful. I think A's. So if like format staples like prosper level busted, I don't think I'd put it in an S, but I think it's like a very solid and very it'll be a very popular commander. Good thing it doesn't have blue in its mana costs, otherwise it would be too easy. That's one of the things I like well, about you're it just actually. Bring it back omniscience? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that it's Abzan. That's kind of an undersupported enchantment color. Like Sethis is really good in Slesnia. The uh, a bunch of Esper ones like Zur. So I like that this is kind of a unique color combination. And it works well. The black gives you like the graveyard synergy. So you can like entomb or whatever, get that enchantment that you really want into your graveyard and then use this to reanimate it. So uh, it's a super cool design. I like it a lot. What's the best black enchantment to reanimate? Uh, hmm. What's the big curse? Cruel reality or something? There's a couple of big black curses curses that get people. Oh, the curses would be good. I mean, you can just get a Phyrexian Arena. (laughs) (laughs) You can also get Humility. It would be hilarious. Um, Oh, Overwhelming Splendor. um, You can also populate the tokens, right? So you kind of exile your own stuff, which sucks. But then you can populate the tokens in these colors, which is probably pretty You know, you can also wow you know how you go off of this is just like doubling season effects because they're tokens Ooh, yes. so your doubling season will yep. double and the next one quadruple and it'll just like ridiculously snowball so any oh, doubling yeah, season parallel lives yeah. anointed procession yeah. yeah we're in the right colors for this this is the right colors so yeah all right boom already better yeah. off yeah better start the Eldrazi deck right <laughs> here our commander <laughs> our commander is not being up for for the cut discussion <laughs> all right let's look at the lieutenant here uh narcy fable singer one white black green so four mana three three legendary creature human bard lifelink 
When you sacrifice an enchantment, draw a card. When the final chapter ability of a saga you control resolves, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, where X is the saga's mana value. <clears throat> I I rated this A as well. I like the the uniqueness of whenever you sacrifice an enchantment. Too bad I think I forgot the name. Tane or there was a planeswalker that made aura shard tokens or something, and they were clues but enchantments pretty much oh, i wish yeah they were in absan colors maybe at some point they will make them and you can put them like i feel like sacrificing enchantments is pretty unique you, the second line of text is oh by the way with this works with sagas sure um but sacrificing enchantments is kind of kind of neat do, I think do, do the sagas cool sacrifice cards, when they resolve they do the last uh, they do the last lore counter you have you sacrifice it yeah. so this is Not really the like ones right the you drain everyone draw a card where <clears throat> pops off yeah i mean yeah so essentially you, your elspeth conquers death sacrifices you drain for five you draw a card i don't know though like do you think it's better as a saga commander or just like a enchantment aristocrats commander like uh, aura togs and like intentionally trying to do like the aristocrat yeah. synergies i mean i guess that's part of what makes it good is it has multiple pathways you can be like sagas if you want to you can be in our uh, enchantment aristocrat deck i think it's a i think it's an a so yeah, sagas are spent i would definitely what what's uh, what, what's I mean, that like pre-con commander with marin Oh, uh, it's like Daxos or something, and he makes oh, I think he makes right. spirit enchantment tokens or something. Yeah, Daxos, not? Daxos the like he's, he, Yeah, he's actually a token generator, um, and I'm sure there's some combo you can do here. But like the the aristocrats mode, I think is infinitely more interesting than the saga mode. Yeah, um, yeah. If you really wanted like you wanted that, you probably want Tom Bombadil, right? <clears throat> like, isn't getting more sagas better than draining everyone? And drawing yeah. a card, but I would assume I like so. You, you want sagas at all, so I, I like the yeah. The like drain the is actually kind of underwhelming as well. Like if the saga mode would draw cards, I would probably go for the sagas. But the interesting part is the first line of text, second line, I guess. Yeah, and it also makes some kind of new archetype, which makes it yeah. interesting. Pretty cool art right. as well. <laughs> Not roasting the card this time. <laughs> <laughs> battle at the hell vault it's a saga six mana double white so four white white uh one and two are for each player except to one target non-saga non-land permanent that player controls until battle the hell vault leaves the battlefield and then three is create avicenny legendary eight eight white angel creature token with flying vigilance and indestructible <laughs> <laughs> can can we add D? Can we add D to oh, our scale, oh, Richard? <laughs> is Avacyn getting a D? It's oh, no, it's Avacyn. We got to keep at least yeah. C, right? It's it's probably... I mean, so the removal is very temporary. And then you're maybe letting your opponent re-trigger their ETB stuff, which is always a risk when you're when you're doing that. And then you get an 8-8 that still gets swords or solituded or legitimate business personized. Like there's, there's a lot of answers to an indestructible creature. So I don't know. I, I don't, would you play this in a saga deck? You played Tom recently, Richard. Would this make it in Tom? Like when you Probably, legitimately just not, care about sagas. That's cause all sagas kind of suck, but <laughs> <laughs> it's so t- like, okay. Avison is indestructible. 
but the battle at the hell vault is not right. So if people are worried while it's down ticking, they can, or up ticking, I guess they can kill, they can kill the battle. I I will say, I think what you're supposed to do with this is battle (coughs) the hell vault, lock up the board, uh, and then put Avacyn down to stabilize, but she doesn't even have lifelink, right? So what you really need is lock up your own creatures in the hell vault, wrath, Mm. And then uh, when you wrath, wait, does that even work? No, it doesn't even work. They come back when you want to wrath. Okay, so you have to creature wrath. You you creature wrath to remove the creatures, and then Avacyn will pop out with your Hellvault creatures. But if you do like an onto inversion, your 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 Avacyn's not coming anymore. So yeah, it's a very specific and terrible combo to what amounts to just getting an eight eight. Flying indestructible. <laughs> yeah, it, it reads like it has read ahead or something. It's kind of weird that. Wait, it's six mana. I can six mana. Yeah, right? Six mana, no read yeah. ahead. And then, wouldn't uh, six mana this Everson be kind of along the lines of today's power level if it's a token? So yeah. why does it cost For six mana? That's that, so yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, like you're gonna wait until turn eight. To get a Avacyn token, which is like, I like mean, if she had lifelink, cool, like, it would make more sense to me. Like, oh, you're yeah. like, oh, the board is like kind of scary, so I'll just like kind of lock away the creatures for a turn or two. Then Avacyn will come in, gain life, and like you know, fix it for me. But like, she doesn't. <laughs> like, she just comes down, and everything else comes back out, and then yeah. You're right though that like sagas are a new card type. So if you're trying to build a saga deck, like uh, uh that new commander we just talking about, Narcy or Tom. It probably makes the cut there just uh, because of the lack of better options. But as far as like an enchantment deck or something, no, 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 no. <laughs> In a pile of C cards, this could be very good. <laughs> but if you rank it relative to other cards. <laughs> okay. Uh, Boon of the Spirit Realm, three white, white, five man enchantment, constellation. One it or another enchantment ETBs put a blessing counter on it creatures you control get plus one plus one for each blessing counter on boon of the spirit realm isn't this card great isn't this like Cathar's crusade but like yeah Cathar's <laughs> crusade like for enchantments yeah I mean I don't it's not my start of card but it it's probably very good in a enchantment creature deck I don't I don't play these kinds of cards so yeah Cathar's crusade is also crazy I mean, this yeah, Cathar's Crusade is, is, well. is like legit staple. That's like I mean, yeah, Cathar's Crusade like is of, this, but better. It is. Right, it's, it is mostly better. This goes in a very different deck, though. Like, if you're playing an enchantment deck, this is probably better than Cathar's Crusade because all your, like, enchant lands and auras and all that are going to be triggering this as well. Yeah, but you can just remove this thing and everything is fine again. Crusade just yeah, makes you're, everything. You're an enchantment sick. deck. You can reanimate it. You probably drew five cards when this thing came down. <laughs> right? I mean, the way I imagine this is when you see like Cephas or an enchantment deck go off, they get to this like huge mass where they're making so much mana and they're casting like 10 enchantments oh, yeah. during a turn. So I imagine this is kind of your coat of arms where you like wait until you get things set up. You drop this, play a bunch of enchantments and just like kill the table all that turn. Like your enchantment crater hoof or something. Yeah. I'd probably you could also keep it reanimate it with Anathia and like yeah. just show the board how scary you are. <laughs> you could probably get this thing pretty pretty scary pretty quickly if you get it out early as well. Shouldn't we mm-hmm. compare it directly to Kastar's Crusade, though? It's the same mana costs, and yes. uh, it kind of 
does similar things. I I just think the the counter. I mean, Guitar Crusade is actually an S card. Because, okay, like, maybe yeah. If Crusade is right? an S, yeah. But if you're playing enchantments, like, because remember, this will trigger off you playing like your one mana enchant lands or whatever your pacifisms, all that stuff, and you're drawing cards when all this is happening, right? Because you're probably enchantressing it up. It's also being reanimated with Starfield of Nyx and whatever. So I I think. In an enchantment deck, this beats Cathar's Crusade. Like, I would play this over Cathar's Crusade, an enchantment-based deck, because there's just so much more added synergies. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I think Cathar's Crusade's probably better overall, especially since you can play it in, like, any creature deck, and that's there's more creature decks than enchantment decks. But in an enchantment deck, I think this is, is roughly on that power level, like, similar power level to Cathar's Crusade. All right. Uh, Undo Spirit Dancer. Five mana, three, three. That's white. Core Cleric. When enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you may create a copy of it. Do this only once each turn. Hey. It's a panharmonicon. It, it is. Is, which is, uh, is it which Scoff is once I per turn? I feel really bad about <laughs> saying this card's Uh-oh. not actually good. Uh-oh. I want to like this. I love, yeah, uh, I would probably put it in the C. Like, I love panharmonicon effects. But it's only once a turn. It's a five mana three three. So it's not only do you have to take the turn off, but you take the turn off for something that dies to a lot of removal compared to Panharmonicon. It's not an enchantment itself. Like playing a non-enchantment card in an enchantment deck is actually kind of a high cost because you have a lot of cards that care about just like how many enchantments are on the battlefield. I tap to make mana equal to the amount of enchantments you control. So to play a non-enchantment, you really got to be strong to make it an enchantress. So when I add all those things together, as much as I love this card, I I don't think from a perspective of being optimal, I would play it. I might play it for fun, just because I like Panharmonicons, but if I was actually trying to like build the best version of the deck, I don't I think I would cut it. Yeah, I sadly have to agree. I would play it though, because man, <laughs> it seems very fun. But uh, it is super is, fun. Right, sadly. It's kind of, the the raid is I think just you're right. I, I I intuitively I thought it'd be a B, but <sighs> Yeah. Oh right. I thought it'd be an A, but the more you think about the play pattern, it's so overcosted and fragile. I don't know why they did this. Seems it could have like, been a little cheaper. Maybe like Seth's point way. is like I'd rather play a one man enchantment <clears throat> over this because when I play that I get to draw three cards off my enchantresses <laughs> and like turn yeah. on my other stuff. So playing a non enchantment has a huge cost. Um, but you get yeah, that's probably tokens. the biggest downside. It's kind of low what you would do with it. Is. What if it didn't have the once per turn? Would it be any better? Or would it still be scuffed? Probably. Probably. It might actually be exciting. Yeah, yeah. most then enchantment like, decks play small enchantments and chain them instead of just one big one. So yeah, that's another good reason why the once per turn really hurts. But yeah, because then you could like cast the enchant land enchantments and it would eventually like make its mana cost back and like kind of combo with it. So I think if it didn't have the restriction, it would at least be a B. Maybe, maybe, eh, probably a B. Okay. Uh, Cacophony Unleashed, seven mana, five black, black. Uh, it's an enchantment. When it ETBs, if you cast it, destroy all non-enchantment creatures. And then when it or another enchantment enters a battlefield under your control until end of turn, it becomes a legendary 6-6 nightmare god creature with menace and death touch. It's still an enchantment. I don't know why I would play this, honestly. It's, uh, it's, it's a... 
one-sided wrath that <clears throat> turns into a nightmare for some reason. Seven mana. At least it's... Why does it... I mean, it would be cool if you can blink it, but it says when you cast it, so... Destroy all non-enchantment creatures. So if you only have enchantment creatures, you're good. Is the commander so, an enchantment creature? Yes. The okay. commander is, but the the second one, Narsi, is, is not. It's just a normal creature. So we have Extinguish All Hopes, which is just six mana sorcery. You blow up all non-enchantment creatures. That's <clears throat> honestly kind of fringe. Even enchantment decks, it's kind of like, eh, sometimes we but, play it. But that's a sorcery know. set. This is an enchantment. <clears throat> that's the upside. This is the downside we were just talking about with the Panharmonicon thing of not being an enchantment. The upside of this is it is triggering your enchantress effects. It is doing those things and saving your board. Still, though, no, it's not your enchantresses. Mana, most of them. But yeah. not your, you're, you're not all, all, all your enchantresses, enchantresses die. Seven mana is a lot. Seven mana is a lot. I mean, that's the rate for a one-sided wrath. Uh, That assumes you're playing all enchantment creatures, though. So, I mean, if it really is a one-sided wrath, then yeah, that's that's a fair price. And then it becomes a win con. (laughs) You hit people with a 6-6 menace death toucher. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I care about that part of it. That's so random. Doesn't even have lifelink. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. It's probably a B. Like, do you oh, got to cut it? See? No. B? Like, I don't know. Is it that okay, bad? Okay, Damnation? Damnation. Okay, maybe not. Okay, Damnation is pretty good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Crux of Fate? The the the, dra- the five mana of Wrath, Dragons, or Non-Dragons? So, uh, or Cacophony Unleashed in your Enchantress deck here? Okay, so here's a question for you guys. I think when it comes down to it, the question is, do you value your deck being as flavorful as possible or as powerful as possible. <laughs> like, Do you like I, the art on the card? <laughs> I mean, but like, seriously, Toxic Deluge, Damnation, they're just better, right? I think even in an enchantment deck, I think they're just better. But I can see the argument that you're like, you want to make your deck be flavorful and you want to like hit that mark. So in that case, maybe you power down your deck a little bit and play this over a Deluge or a, a Damnation just because it is an enchantment. But if we're going just by power level, I don't know if this makes my enchantment decks. Maybe, but it what about would be... five mana sweep? So after after damnation, you're hitting the five mana sweeper category. Is this better than that? Better than I Sunfall? think I would play Decree of Pain. So. <laughs> yeah, I would if I was on an expensive wrath, I would probably play Decree of Pain and just draw a bunch of cards. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't think Ravs is where you have to keep <laughs> with the flavor. Unless you can make it it's one-sided, like, but it doesn't really I think it'd work. be high C. I would put it as the first C. Like, high C or, like, very bottom of B for me, personally. Yeah. It's not as bad as that saga. That saga. I actually so like the Spirit Dancer more than it, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, I think that's it's fair. better than Battle of the Hell Vault. <laughs> It synergizes, though. You can't kill Avacyn. Avacyn's indestructible. <laughs> Combo. Just play the original Avacyn in a regular Wrath. I think that's easier. Probably better. Yeah, this... This... This this assumes like you have enchantment creatures, which are not actually that common. Yeah. Uh, so this is just kind of just a Wrath, kind of. So it's not If it's just a Wrath, then it's bad, right? Then, then cut, 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 for sure. But, I mean, you yeah, maybe get one or two creatures, off. but a lot of your creatures will die. Like, a lot of the enchantresses are actually just, like, regular non-enchantments. So, yeah. And also, also, you can't reanimate this thing. You have to cast it. It's a cast trigger. 
Yeah. Yeah, it you can reanimate it for the demon, but that's such an underwhelming <laughs> task box. Like why doesn't it do anything mm. of value? Like a six six? Maybe I'm yeah. the, uh, the not the best person exciting. to talk about. It's, it's a very sad god. It's a nightmare god. Yeah. <laughs> it does pretty much nothing. Man, compare it to Meetup Massacre if you want an enchantment rough. That does Ooh. a lot over the course of the game while staying on the board, so... Mm, that's that's actually well. true. All right. Uh, Demon of Fate's Design. Six mana, four black black. It's a six six enchantment creature. It lives through the wrath. It's a demon. It flies, it tramples. Once during each of your turns, you may cast an enchantment spell by paying life equal to its mana value rather than its mana cost. Two and a black, sacrifice another enchantment. Demon of Fate's design gets plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is the sacrificed enchantment's mana value. Uh, This card's ridiculous, right? Like, the the upside, the ceiling is super high. So Kyrick, yeah, that's that's the difference. (laughs) Kyrick works with anything. Like, this is, like, kind of safe Kyrick for an enchantress deck, but... I imagine you're trying to reanimate this, which kind of works with the theme of the precon. It's got the sacrifice graveyard theme. So I imagine the idea is you like entomb this in the graveyard, reanimate it, put omniscience into play, win or something on turn two. There are some really explosive lines that this enables, right? It also combos with the second commander because it sacrifices enchantments yeah. to draw cards. It also uh, just right. one taps your opponent if you sacrifice expensive enchantments maybe like three which is already nine mana but at least you can cast them cheap with this it's a pretty uh, it's a straight a for me like if you play enchantments that should probably be in there and talking about the best black enchantments to reanimate this is probably among them in an enchantment deck because then you can play something else yeah tokens have their have a zero mana value or their original one so if i use my commander so if I use my commander to to like bring back something. No, they should have mana costs if they're copies. Yeah, so this is And then you a could clock. sack them to yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it could te- definitely one shot people in the late game. If you have like can activate that two or three times, you might be able to just take someone out by sacking big enchantments. Yeah. I like this card. I would I would also have it as an A. I think if I'm an enchantment deck and I have black mana, I'm probably running it. Yep. Uh, Okay. Ghoulish Impetus. Two and a black. It's three mana. Enchant. uh, Enchant aura. Whenever. Or, sorry. Enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one. Has death touch and is goaded. When uh, the enchanted creature dies, return Ghoulish Impetus to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. Uh, so you can send it around the table, giving your opponent's creatures death touch and goad. And when the creature dies, you get to bring this thing back. I mean, it says that it has death do touch anything? because then it doesn't get blocked. But I do like all the impetus play very well. So this probably as well. It's kind of awkward I'll, that it gives death touch, but then it doesn't really want to get blocked. 
I will say, though, like, yes, the impetuses do play pretty well, but every time I buy pre-con, the first thing I do is go through and pull out all the impetuses I put in there and yeah. replace them with other cards. <laughs> I think that this card is at its best in, like, force combat decks, right? Like, Kazakar, Cardor, any of those, like, make people attack, go get advantage from making everyone attack each other. Almost like Tomer's, like, slicer, send it around the table, make sure people are attacking, damage is being done. That's where I, I like this card. I think in the pre-con itself, or in a typical Enchantress deck, you just got better removal. Like, why Why would I play this as removal in a typical Enchantress deck? But if you're doing, like, Force Combat shenanigans, I think it's a, an easy inclusion. Yeah. What, is it, what does it do for your three mana besides annoy the table? They're like, oh, what is this? I gotta play with this card now. At least Shiny Impetus, like, you get treasures. Like, it, it, yeah. it does something, right? This is just, like... I guess yeah. you put it on a very scary creature that people want to remove. That I, I don't know force. what it would be like, but they were probably attacking anyway. Though if it was a scary creature, and if yeah. it was not a scary creature, like a Toski, now it attacks, but it had to attack anyway. Let's say it's a like one-one. You give it death touch, and people just keep taking two because they don't want it to die. And yeah, their creature. That's like, what I mean. It should yeah. get uh, decayed actually. Then if the creature would get decayed and gold. And then it would come back. Take notes, oh. wizards. That would be actually an <laughs> insane card. And probably that would fine be for three mana. It's only... Never mind, it would be insane. You would just... Hey, it might need step to be your like game up. More mana. 2023. I like the... Maybe for four mana. <laughs> but Decade and Goat would be an insane combo with the last text box there. It has Death Touch, though, like which it. is probably the worst <laughs> for this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Composer of Spring. Two mana. It's one in a green. It's a 1-3. Seder Bard. Uh, Constellation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. If you control six or more enchantments, instead you may put a creature or land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, Uh, lands are tapped, so we can't chain off. But, uh... It does seem pretty good. Kind of weird that it puts a creature in the You have six enchantments. You can just start putting creatures into play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. One thing I've seen with enchantment decks when they go off is eventually you get to that point where you draw so many cards, you just discard a ton of hand size when you have like two or three or four enchantresses stacked up. This seems like a really good way to, to get around that. Yeah. Like in the early yeah. game, you can probably ramp. And then in the late game, when you're having your big combo turns, you, you're just going to be dropping all your lands and creatures into play. So... I actually like this, too. I wish it was an enchantment. That's the only thing that gives me a little pause is, like, it's another one of those, like, it's not an enchantment in my enchantment deck. But I think this one actually might be strong enough that it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is actually the best card in the deck. Probably. Uh, Most efficient. So when when your enchantment deck goes off, you just draw so many cards. Mm -hmm. Uh, and. Like, the the downside to these effects is like, oh, it's turn five. I have no lands in hand. Like, what does this even do, right? But you just keep casting cards and then drawing cards, putting more lands. You just pair it with an Amulet of Vigor or something like that. Or maybe you have a um, a Sarah Sanctum or, you know, the creature Sarah Sanctum that just keeps, you know, growing and mad. You can just, like, dump your whole hand uh, by doing this. So, oh, I really like this card. Could you imagine if you could get enchanted evening going so everything was an enchantment and you like put a land into play and it triggers your enchantresses to draw cards and triggers us to put another i think you could just put your bounce land into would play, go infinite actually 
Bounce land would go infinite. Yeah, so if you turn your stuff into enchantments, this like yep. goes <laughs> super infinite. Yep. I think I think it's worth playing as a non enchantment card yeah. in your <laughs> I would, enchantress deck. I would agree. I think there's uh, enough upside there. All right. Last <laughs> card. Nyxborn Behemoth. 12 mana. 10 green green. It's a 10-10 enchantment creature beast. The spell costs X less to cast, where X is the total mana value of non-creature enchantments you control. Trample. And then one in the green. Sacrifice another enchantment. Uh, Nyx, Nyxborn Behemoth gains indestructible until end of turn. Hate it. By, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I at least like uh, the... It's Metalwork Colossus. <laughs> yeah, but Metalwork Colossus, you usually pay for free, not for two green. And even and then, usually, it's yeah. just a big it, creature. <laughs> it reminds me of Earthquake Dragon. They printed that in, what, Baldur's Gate? It's like a 15-mana dragon that gets x last Rexes, the mana value dragons you control. I'm like, why? Why would I play that over something that yeah. does things? You can draw cards, like... It's a win con. Oh, I'm so you can you can feel Richard's timidness here. I'm like, I it's know. a 10 <laughs> I just you can cast it for like five mana. It's, it's half a desolation twin. It's half a desolation twin. You Wait, it doesn't there. work. It doesn't work with the commander, right? Because the commander <laughs> makes creature enchantments when it when it reanimates, so that doesn't yeah. reduce the cost of this. So you actually have to play like actual real enchantments. So if you play like a five man enchantment, this becomes a seven man a ten ten trample. It's not that good. No. So you need to actually. I guess it's total man. Oh wait, actually wait, it's total man it value. Total. Yeah. So you can so stack you up play... a bunch of cheap enchantments and then and then get it down to two mana. Is that even worth it though? Let's say you can get this <laughs> down on turn five or six for two mana. Like, are you are you putting that in your deck? Because I don't think I am. Like I just I don't like things that are just big creatures. I guess at least it has trample. That is it that trample is an upside. And can gain indestructible. Maybe like a bogglesy style deck if you're trying to like put auras on stuff. This isn't the worst aura I target. Know, I don't know if I want to be loading up auras on this <laughs> twelve mana card, especially since know. your commander says non auras on this. So maybe chill with the auras oh yeah it is pretty cool with the demon if you sacrifice it it gets plus 12 plus all oh hey. that's true that's, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah that's, it's, that's it's a line. sack outlet we, it's sack- a sack outlet that's better the demon's a true. three mana sack outlet this yeah. is a two mana sack outlet right this is yeah. i guess that's the upside and, yeah. and that's something that's kind of rare there's not that many enchantment sack outlets so if you're trying to do shenanigans with a uh, like narcy or whatever you might end up playing this as a sack outlet more than an actual beater. It is funny how it interacts with the demon too. I guess you could like sack it to the demon, reanimate it with your commander when it attacks, sack it again and just hit someone for like 30 or whatever. Like that's, that's actually that's a lot actually of damage for like five, man, not that much mana. So maybe, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh on it. I just normally don't play big creatures. Like even if they're cheap, it's just not my style of commander card. But what if they draw you like four cards on the way down though? Oh, actually, you're, no. You're, you're an enchantress deck. <laughs> yeah. Greater good. Greater good's a non-creature enchantment that likes True. big creatures to sacrifice. Okay, I might be talking myself into liking this card more than I was <laughs> before. Have to sack it to draw a card. I mean, <laughs> it's a green spell, so I don't. So you typically don't play the power-based drawing in enchantress because you have so many draw engines. But you could play the the Garrick type card draw where yeah. it relies on the fact that it's a ten ten and just draw ten cards. Yeah, like Rishkar's expertise, stuff like okay, that. Okay, okay. 
You could Actually, fight. I don't know what you would do with this. <laughs> you know what? I started bad. off as like hard cut, but I, I might be a B on this, actually. We, we need at least something in the B tier from this deck. I would probably put it in the B tier. Like, I don't think you got to cut it, but it's probably not as good as the Timmy's think. Okay, is it is it better than the, yeah. the, the Spirit the Dancer? Is it better I, than the <clears throat> Fake Wrath? I think it is. Like, so it is an enchantment. It's a sack outlet, which is relevant. And maybe it's a big creature that matters. But just the being an enchantment and a sack outlet, I think, puts it ahead of those cards. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy with hmm. the B. All right. This deck is way better than the Eldrazi deck. Like, I'm kind of blown away that, like, the Eldrazi deck, we had, what, two A's, a ton of B's, a ton of C's. Then this, like, totally space. shifted. We got yeah. five. We got five A's in this one. So, does that mean this yeah, deck's just stronger? Like, if you're going to pick up a deck, should you be going after this one? I mean, that's just the few new cards. I don't know how the decks right. play in the end. It is pretty sad that they went so safe on the Adrazi deck, because I was actually pretty hyped up about this, because I play an artifact deck and thought I might get some neat inclusions, but they were all like, ooh, only colorless creatures. With this one, it's... A little bit wider and a little bit more interesting because it involves the graveyard and a card type. Eldrazi was just colorless and not even Eldrazi, actually. The the Eldrazi deck is just a colorless creature deck. This one is a bit more I think, tricky. I like this more. Yeah. I mean, I think Enchantments is a much stronger archetype than Eldrazi, just ignoring this deck. And I think the Eldrazi deck can stumble. Like... No. It has powerful spells, but they cost 12 mana. You got to get the 12 mana, right? And I'm not even sure if your castles, you're actually doing anything better than what this deck is doing at 6 mana, <laughs> right? You're like, oh, draw 4, take an extra turn. Well, like, what if I generate infinite mana and <laughs> draw a card every time I play permanent and then just like one-shot you? So I, I like this deck better, but I don't know. I think it's... Part of the problem of like enchantments is very strong, like outside of these pre-cons. So if they want cards that people will play, they have to make them very strong. Yeah. And then Eldrazi is kind of like the Timmy deck. We'll just make really expensive spells. And if you <laughs> cast them, it'll be great. But then there'll be games where you don't cast them, right? Uh, so I think, yeah, I don't know. You also get way more upgrade potential with enchantments, just because that's a theme that's been around since Alpha when Eldrazi is like, We've only had a couple sets that really support that game plan. So I feel like, I don't know. Personally, I would probably buy it. If I was picking between these two decks for which one I was going to buy and play with and eventually upgrade, I think I would go with the enchantment deck. Both because I think it's like more interesting and also I think it just has way more upgrade potential. A broader theme. Yeah, just throw Sithis in there and try not to make her the commander. Because yeah, that is the problem with uh, <laughs> enchantments. Like they pushed it so far. With this well, is this is Abzan now. So if you want to play your black example. cards, you have yeah. no choice. <laughs> yeah, maybe technically all the black cards are cuts because Seth, this is going to be your commander. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's. All right, we're not going to go there. <laughs> so uh, those are the first two decks. Next week, we're going to do the remaining two decks, which would be Slivers and Planeswalkers. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say Wizards chose some banger themes <laughs> for these oh. pre-cons. They, they yeah, chose the, kind the of fan favorite cool. themes. Yeah. 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 The cards are kind of... I'm pretty happy that I didn't spend 100 bucks on the decks. To be honest. Oh, spoiler alert, Phil. We, we, haven't, we haven't finished the tier <laughs> the, list. The cards, 
the cards are good. It's just like the the issues are just a little bit expensive. I think the Eldrazi deck is like 140, 150 dollars now if you want it, which is just <laughs> that's a lot to ask for a for a precon deck. So I I think the cards are sweet. I like a lot of them, but uh, bring the bring the price down next time, Otzi, please. All right. So we'll see you here back next week. See you, everyone.